couple of announcements for the homily. The search is an innovative new video and discussion series that tackles the key questions of every human heart. Catholics and non-Catholics are invited to join a small group this month to explore questions of existence, meaning, religion, science, history, and purpose. For more information and an online registration link, you can take a flyer that's located at the table in the back of the narthex after Mass. Perpetual adoration of the Most Blessed Sacrament is a beautiful opportunity to establish and maintain an intimate relationship with Jesus. Uh, as we pray in his true presence. St. Monica Parish is one of few in our archdiocese that's blessed to have this opportunity to come to Jesus uh, in this powerful and life-changing way. In order to keep the Blessed Sacrament exposed every hour of every day for this purpose, uh, committed adorers are required to be present for each of those hours. Uh, over the years, many of you have graciously committed uh, at least one hour per week to be present in the chapel behind me, and so many of you continue to do so, and for that we're all very grateful. Uh, currently, however, we have vacancies in at least seven different weekly time slots, which urgently require replacement adorers. In addition, we have the need for a second adorer in many of our weekly time slots to ensure continued presence in the event that one adorer cannot make his or her scheduled time slot. So we're announcing this weekend this need because I'm, prayerfully, I'm asking you to prayerfully consider becoming uh, one of our uh, adorers, our much needed adorers today, so that our parish can continue making adoration of the most blessed sacrament available to everyone. For more information regarding perpetual adoration and to sign up for a weekly time slot, please see CC Dan, who will be located in the back table in the narthex after mass this evening. A couple of weeks back, we observed the epiphany a word meaning manifestation or showing. In the church's ancient practice, there is actually a triple manifestation of God all rolled up into the one solemnity of the epiphany, such that along with the visit of the Magi, the baptism of the Lord and the miracle at Cana help us observe this triple manifestation that God is in our midst. A principal manifestation of God in our midst is through holy matrimony. That's why Cana is one of the manifestations of the epiphany. And I invite you to let that sink in for a bit. Do you think of marriage that way? That it is an opportunity to let manifest God's presence? Do you think of your marriage that way. Now, yes, certainly bringing two people with a fallen nature together can be very complicated. It tends to involve some suffering. It might seem like a purgatory or even a hell on earth at times, but <laughs> do you think of marriage as God does? Jesus, 
the Son of God in the flesh, is right there at a celebration of married love in Cana. It is there that he works his first miracle, thus manifesting and showing that God has come to earth and lives among us in our flesh. In a one-flesh union of a man and a woman, both made in the image and likeness of God and open to the gift of children through total self-giving and sacrificial love, God is made manifest and shows himself in our midst. Do you think of marriage that way? Do you let yourself be in God's presence to find healing and strength to live marriage in that way? Perhaps more important, and to borrow an image from the gospel, will you invite Jesus to be in your marriage? The water of a relationship starts out usually fresh and satisfying, but it can turn tepid, still, and even stagnant at times. Will you invite Jesus to be in your marriage to turn the water into the wine of the Holy Spirit? I think of the apostles who were filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost and who went out to proclaim their new life in the Lord. Recall how Acts chapter 2 verse 13 tells us there were naysayers there who mocked this new life and who said that the apostles must have consumed too much new wine. I think we can accept the manifestation of God's desired presence in holy matrimony, a manifestation, after all, by his making of plentiful wine to be an indication of how God desires to provide joy and new life in the Holy Spirit through his design for marriage. But if holy matrimony is to be lived in such a way that it manifests God's presence in the world, that means it must be lived according to his design cannot be lived in a secular way or according to a worldly way of thinking where marriage, it seems, has become more about the adults finding fulfillment and pleasure and where love is love in any one of a number of modern combinations. Marriage serves to manifest God's presence when God himself is permitted to be there. That is to say that marriage becomes holy matrimony when Jesus is invited to the feast. I can't help but notice the invitation list at the Cana wedding. There was a wedding at Cana, and the mother of Jesus was there. And Jesus and his disciples were also invited. I have a real simple idea following the ordering of this gospel. This is a simple idea that does not at all mean that there aren't many other ways to improve marriage or that there aren't times when serious triage is needed with people competent in helping navigate troubles in marriage. But the simple gospel lesson is this. Will you invite Mary and Jesus 
and Jesus's disciples to be part of your marriage? Both husbands and wives, you've got to do this. So the simple idea is this, following that ordering from the invitation list, grow in Marian devotion and ask our mother's intercession for the good of your marriage and family. Ask her, give her permission to do what she does in this gospel. Dear mother, notice where the wine of my marriage has run out and raise that deficiency to the Lord. Dear mother, implore with your son to provide new wine. Invite Jesus into your marriage. Are you living your marriage in a godly way, such that the Lord would even recognize it as the instrument by which he shows himself? If you live marriage as the pagans do, making it about yourself, avoiding sacrifice, seeking pleasure, lust, artificially refusing children, thinking it more about the fulfillment of the adults, well, then Jesus doesn't have an invitation to your marriage. Make sure that changes. There are, there may be past choices you can't undo in your marriage, and I'm not condemning. You can still repent and issue a new invitation to the Lord. And then place yourself in his presence, especially at Mass and in prayer with the scriptures. How about adoration in our chapel? Even as a couple where possible, to be with the Lord, to give him an invitation. To let him be who he desires to be for you. Namely, the one who turns water into wine, that image of the joy and life of the Holy Spirit. Finally, invite Jesus' disciples to be part of what enriches your marriage. Jesus' disciples were there at Cana. What I think that teaches us is the value of having strong friendships among other fellow disciples who might inspire us and who might assist us when it seems like we are running out of wine. Make relationships and the important accountability that, that can happen among disciples a source of strength in your marriage. I want to attach to this gospel an announcement I had hoped to make about a year ago before we were dealing with much smaller attendance and the after effects of COVID lockdown. Now we're still rebuilding from that time, but we're doing well, even though sadly there are still plenty of faces from the past who don't quite seem to be back with us. We've been quietly piloting a new marriage preparation method for our parish. And it is one that involves placing engaged couples with a mentor couple in the parish. The program is called Witness to Love. And the materials that we provide give both the mentor couple and the engaged couple solidly Catholic resources needed for good marriage preparation 
over the six months we have for preparation time, typically. And I'm really pleased with the results of our piloting of this new opportunity. And part of what makes me so pleased with it is what results is good preparation for the engaged couple and the added blessing of a time for marriage enrichment for the already married mentor couple. Think about it. If someone asks you to be a mentor, you have a concrete reason to finally give attention to your relationship. I rarely find a person or a couple say they regret finally taking the time to do what they knew would be good for their own relationship. And so the reason I'm announcing this publicly this weekend is because any married couple in the parish can be asked to serve as a mentor couple. That's how this program, Witness to Love, works. Let me say that again. Any married couple in the parish can be asked to serve as a mentor couple. And there are truly very few prerequisites The mentor couple must be in a valid sacramental marriage. They must be active parishioners in this parish. They have to be married at least five years, and they should not be related to the engaged couple. That's it. Those are the prerequisites. Now, you might be surprised to hear that you could be eligible and asked to be a mentor couple. The Witness to Love resources we provide give you the solid content that's needed to help guide someone else's marriage preparation in your own living of marriage. No matter how you might evaluate your own marriage gives you a wealth of experience that can enrich an engaged couple. Thus, with this announcement, I hope you won't be surprised if a young couple asks you to serve as their mentor, and I hope you'll be willing to help. You'll certainly have help from the parish, and you'll know that a young couple sees something admirable in your marriage and something they want to emulate. God's covenant with his people is described in scripture, as it was in today's first reading, as a marriage. At a wedding party, Jesus manifested his divine presence and performed his first miracle. Let's give him permission to be in our marriages so they have the blessing of wine, that is, the joy of the Holy Spirit, and so that married love can reveal God's glory and bring disciples to believe in the Lord.